Welcome to the Milestones Motivation and Money Podcast, hosted by Angel Radcliffe. Tune in as we discuss finances, success stories, and inspiring vibes that will help nurture growth. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. On today's episode, I have a very special guest, Clifton Pettyjohn, who is a mindset coach and purpose strategist. He's also the author of From Stagnation to Transformation. Clifton is a spiritual leader and podcaster who aims to educate, empower, activate, and release individuals into purpose. He utilizes spiritual principles, practical tools, techniques, and strategies to transition individuals from a life of merely existing to living through purpose. Clifton, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm so happy to have you here and have this conversation on motivation and mindset. And for me, although I'm a financial educator, I always tell people it's all about your mindset. It's all about how we think of things. And so how about you start us off and give us some more information on you? Awesome. Awesome. Again, I want to thank you for this opportunity. One of the things that I like to describe myself is a conversationalist. I believe this is me. I believe this. It took me a while to get to the space to believe it, but I believe that I can have a conversation with anybody and it be about anything. And by the end of that conversation, they are reminded of who they are are. Whether it takes them back to their childhood, something they may have blocked out, takes them back to something that they were successful at, the cares of life have caused them to forget about that success. I have that innate ability to remind individuals of who they are. And I love doing it. I love having conversations, whether it's through podcasting, whether it's through a YouTube video, whether it's face-to-face, whether it's on a stage. I just love to see individuals embrace the totality of who they are. I love it. And with this whole concept of embracing your best self, I want to get right into it. (laughs) How can someone go about embracing their best self or showing up as their best self? That's awesome. That is awesome. So whenever I have a talk, I do a breathing exercise. I have everybody close their eyes, take a deep breath in two times, breathe out two times. And what I explain is the reason why I'm doing that is that you are now gathering the energy that you have let allowed to remain in your past and the energy that you've put so much focus on a possibility of a future that you're not working to to build yet. We gather those energies together with the energy of the present, which now makes us present. And because we put all that energy together, now we are able to show up as our best self. Sometimes when we talk about transformation, people always look at it as I have to leave out the negative part of me or the bad part of me or the poor decisions that I made. I don't look at it from that sense because I believe our best self is when we are in touch with the totality of who we are, every single part of us. And we're able to look at those experiences that we once identified as negative, as bad, as poor decisions that we made. And we realize that those were an integral part of our story. Those are the things that have made us who we are now. If you change one situation in your life, then you change how you actually show up. 
everything that happened in my life caused me to be at this point right here talking to you on this podcast. So when we embrace our best self, we don't look at the negative side of things and hate ourselves for those things. Because I went through times in my life where I made some decisions that were very questionable, some very questionable decisions. But I constantly beat myself up over those decisions until one day I realized, wait a minute, it was the lessons in those decisions that made me embrace who I am today. And because of those decisions, I can talk to individuals about those type of situations to help us have that paradigm shift or shift in our mindset. It's amazing the things that we go through in life that really shape us into who we are and how we can really take the learning from those experiences and teach other people. I think that is one of the things that would really help the world thrive and help people succeed. You said something about understanding your past and accepting. I live by the phrase, accept your past to protect your future. I like that. So many people live in denial. Mm-hmm. And of course, no one's life is perfect. No. We go through all of these different things, crazy things in life. And there's one thing that's true is if you can step up and tell your story before someone else can, there's no bombshell. You take back the power of who you are when you're willing to share your story. You remove the guilt, you remove the shame, you remove all of those things that we have been sometimes programmed to live in. And you now begin to navigate your own story. You begin to write your own story. You begin to be the creator that you were created to be. But as long as we allow others to I guess, express the narrative or share the narrative of a situation that they don't even have all the information about, then we always find ourselves feeling guilty or shameful about decisions that help make us who we are. Absolutely. And one of the things that I saw as I was perusing your website, (laughs) I saw something (laughs) that you were saying, you teach creators how to transform their lives through embracing the entirety of their best selves. Yes. I would have to think that much of that writing your own story and taking back the power has a lot to do with that message. It actually does. Growing up, I have a t-shirt on that says weird. I'm actually after this afternoon, I'm getting off to do a talk at a conference about embracing our weird. I was a person that was defined as weird (laughs) all the way back to my childhood. And when people started calling me weird, I took that as a negative connotation. Okay. I took that as something that was very negative. So what I tried to do was now spend my whole life to prove that I was not weird. About a year ago, I was playing with one of my friends on the phone and we were calling each other negative names. Now we were not doing this in the sense of actually calling each other those names. That's just how we were playing. We got to a space where he called me weird. And it triggered something in me. Now, it didn't trigger it in me the way that it normally would trigger it in me because usually it would take me to a dark space and I would be like, I'm not weird and get angry and be upset and ready to fight because of him calling me that. But for some reason, something inside of me that day decided to flip the narrative. So my response to him is, you are correct. I am weird. I am woke for the W. 
woke as it relates to who I am, the identity of who I am. I am empowered. I'm not just educated. Education is so powerful because it brings things up out of us that sometimes we don't realize are within us, but we have to do something with that education. And that's where empowerment comes because now you take that education that you've experienced and you've been authorized now to walk that thing out. Then for the I am intelligent, there are so many people that spend their lives wrestling with being called dumb or being called stupid or calling themselves dumb and stupid because we've only been able to measure intelligence in one dimension, not realizing that we each have an individual intelligence that sometimes we've slept on. So then I went to the letter R, radiant. I am radiant. Everywhere that I go, there's a brightness about me. Why is there a brightness about me? Because I've embraced who I really am. And many of us spend so much time in our life dimming our light while we are putting, while we are what, magnifying everybody else's light, that we don't realize how radiant we are, how brilliant we are. We don't understand that thing. And then we got to D, demonstrative. I talk a lot with my hands. I'm very animated. I used to try to hide those things. If you saw me 10, 15 years ago, this would not be me. I would be the one in the back of the room trying to not be seen and other things like that until I embraced that demonstrative side of me. Why? Because it was connected to my best self. That whole best self concept is that we embrace the totality, I use that word totality, as I said, because there are parts of us that sometimes when we show up, we leave that part at home. And when we don't, well, when we get to the space where we understand that it's important for us to show up as who we are, we'll bring all of us. And we'll understand everybody may not be able to take the totality of who we are, but there are people that are out there that are waiting for us to show up. I think it was Eminem that said, the real Slim Shady, please stand up. I always tell people at all of my talks, will the real you please stand up? And you're in a safe space to do so. Oh, I love that. And now so many people, not only people, but companies and organizations are telling people to show up as your authentic self. Yes, yes. There's some people who don't understand what that means. They feel like they still have to show up with the facade. They still have to show up and pretend to be someone that they're not. Or I want to relate this back to the African-American community, especially those who really walk into corporate, those Fortune 100 companies, Fortune 500 companies, and they're in a position that they've never been, no one in their family has ever been. So they feel like they have to walk in with this facade of what they feel society is telling them that professionalism is and showing up as your authentic self it, it relates to so many different things not only your character and how you present yourself but how you dress how you wear your hair and um, what do you tell someone who's fighting to show up as their authentic selves jay-z said something and he said, every room I show up in, I show up at, in as myself. This sparked the conversation between me and one of my friends. And one of my friends said, well, that's easy for him to say because he's a billionaire. He can do that. And I understand that concept from my friend. But here's where I would say started to master this with myself. I no longer look to be in rooms, spaces, places, or on platforms 
where I can't show up as myself. Sometimes what we have done is, and, and I get it, I understand that there are giants in each industry. There are giants in each, in each industry. And we have measured our success based off of those giants. So what we have trained ourselves to do is, in order for me to be successful, I have to conform to those giants. My mindset is, and like I said, it took me a space to get here and I, I've made a lot of sacrifices. I haven't always had the big payout days yet because of those sacrifices. But my mindset is that when you position yourself as yourself, eventually the companies that once wanted you to modify who you are will one day have to come out searching for you. And now you can control the situation more versus you submitting to the control of it. It's all about your end game. And are you willing to sacrifice right now and build and establish yourself? I'm about ownership. I'm big about ownership, whether it's content, ideas, businesses. I'm big on that. I'm big on not selling out in that sense to fit in but you keeping that ownership, that authenticity. And the reason why that's important to me is because for years I walked around not knowing who I was. I walked, I walked around becoming whatever it is that everybody wanted me to be. Whatever they needed me to show up as, I showed up as that. Whatever they needed me to show up as, I showed up as that. And I went home many nights crying myself to sleep. And I was successful in a lot of areas of my life, but I had no fulfillment. And I'm telling you now, one thing I've learned in life, fulfillment is more important than success. And you might say, Cliff, now I hear what you're saying, but that's not true. It is. Why do you think so many successful people are still searching for something? Why do you think so many successful people still have suicidal thoughts in the middle of the night? Because they're searching for that fulfillment. And I tell people now, if you can get that fulfillment at the foundation of everything, then all the rest of it will be, be uh, added unto you. I guess you could say or everything else will, that will come will be valued in the sense that it needs to be valued in. I love it. I want to go back because you mentioned something about the way that you speak to yourself. And I really roll that into the affirmation category, yes. um, how you talk to yourself. Yes. One of the things that I do, I write positive messages on my mirrors around my home and people, they mm -hmm. think it's silly, <laughs> but I have a tall mirror in my bedroom. I write on there with lipstick. I write on the mirror in my bathroom with lipstick, or I leave sticky notes on the mirrors. And I think you have to re really instill positive messages to yourself from yourself. So I think that goes along with the whole mindset affirmation and what you do as a mindset coach, walk us through the steps that you would take with someone who is really trying to change their mindset. And I'm glad you brought up the affirmations because one of the first things that I do, because sometimes we are so disconnected from ourselves that we don't realize it. Here's what I believe. I believe that within you, within me, are all the answers that I need. I have the ability to answer my own questions and provide the strategies to execute those answers out. I believe that I was created with that ability because the ultimate creator created me. Now, I respect whoever, however we subscribe, universe, however you identify it. But you have to really begin to think about it. Something greater than you 
created you with them in you. So it's there. So where does the disconnect begin? I take individuals back to their childhood. I always take them back to about second or third grade. I say, hey, I want you to close your eyes. You're back in second or third grade. The teacher's asking you, what do you want to be or who do you want to be when you grow up? And you hear basketball player, you hear doctor, lawyer, nurse, superhero, you hear all of those things. Now, there are very few people, uh, and I'm not going to throw any statistics out, but very few people who actually live that path out. I'm grateful. I wanted to be a teacher my entire life. I ended up, that's what I do. And I do it in an unorthodox way, but that's what I do. Okay. So I take them back to there and I start to remind them. And then I ask them, okay, what's stopping you from being that now? And many times we begin to identify outside influences that help direct where they are right now. So as a mindset coach, my first thing is to get you to stop looking externally first and return to who you are internally. And that sometimes is scary. It's very scary because sometimes we spend our entire life running from somebody that we are closest to. And that's ourselves. We saw this with the pandemic. Everybody's stuck at home. They many times had to get to know who they are. It was hard for individuals. We saw relationships break up. We saw other things happen. But the most important thing that I identified was people coming to a reality that, oh, man, I am not living a fulfilled life. So now we start to bring you back to who you are and we begin to identify what a fulfilled life looks like. And then I begin to get them every negative thought that you have. You got to give me three positive thoughts to counteract those things. And the reason why is because that kingdom has been established in you. And in order for us to establish a new kingdom in you, we have to destroy that kingdom that's been established. One of the things I know in our culture, sometimes we are taught to be humble and sometimes better to be seen than to be heard. And those are great things. And I do believe in humility, but I believe in balanced humility is not that I shrink back from who I am. Balanced humility is that I embrace who I am and that when I show up, if a solution is needed and I have that solution inside of me, I am not fearful nor afraid to speak that solution. I speak that solution with the boldness connected to it because I'm humble enough to understand who I am and the fact that my presence today is needed. Absolutely. And everything that you're saying, I'm getting so drawn in. <laughs> it's, it's the voice. You definitely have a radio voice. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. So I want to really move into life in general, because mm -hmm. life is so transformational from those yes. different stages of becoming a young adult to living your life in your 20s, your 30s, your 40s. And so many people don't understand it's always those small things in your childhood that sometimes really shape your life. And I love how you said when you're working with people, you tell them to th think back to the second grade, the third grade. Very few people in the world who really became what they said they would become in the, the second or third yes, grade. Or absolutely. think about growing up, I always say we go through so many different traumas in our life. Mm -hmm. With myself being a financial educator, 
when I'm talking about changing your mindset and having a money mindset, I always tell people, think back to your childhood. Think back to when you built this relationship with money and map out your financial traumas because people go through different things. And maybe it's like growing up poor or what, whatever the issue was. But when I'm thinking about transforming your life, that to me goes into this whole category of changing the way that you think changing your surroundings. This is another saying that I live by is change your surroundings, change your life. And that happened for me is I found many of the people that I was surrounding myself didn't have the same mindset. Once I changed my circle and I was surrounding myself with like-minded people or people who were definitely ahead of the game a little bit more than I was, like my entire life changed. So when we talk about transformation, What are some other steps that people can take to transform themselves? When I talk transformation, I always talk about the seven core areas of our lives. That's your career, your social relationships, financial relationships, because some of us, because of the trauma of childhood, we still don't have a, a healthy relationship with money. And we could talk about that for days. Our relationships within our families, our physical body, our physical health, uh, our mental health, and our spiritual health. I talk about those seven areas because I believe that they represent the totality of who we are. And one of the things I realized as it relates to transformation is I have people list them in the order of priority, what's most important to them. And what I tell them is, nope, you can't do it from what somebody else told you. I want you to look at your life right now and I want you to list how you honestly value these things in your life and why you value these things in your life. Number one, a lot of the people that I work with financial is usually number one. Okay. And here's why financial is number one. They feel financial, the the financial aspect of everything is number one is because they've been programmed to struggle. They've been programmed to struggle. They've been programmed to just make enough to get by this paycheck. And then by the time my taxes come around and I'm going to solve all my problems with my taxes, but then I've created so many problems that when my taxes come around, I'm trying to solve the new problems and the old problem. It just becomes that stress. And, and then it causes stress within their family. I have a lot of people come to me. I teach basic levels of financial literacy as well, because I teach poverty from a different concept. So one of the things that I have people do is our first two or three sessions, you can't talk about money at all. You can't talk about money at all. And they don't even realize we are talking about money. Because if I can get you to understand the need for spiritually centering yourself, if I can get you to understand the need for mentally centering yourself and physically centering yourself, those are usually my top three because they all deal internally. If I can get your mindset to shift in those three areas, then you'll start to see money in a different perspective. And that's how transformation really begins to take space because we have to hit yourself first. There, Growing up, there was a cartoon I used to watch and I love this cartoon. It's my second favorite cartoon of all times. And it was Transformers, okay? What I loved the most about Transformers was the theme song. Now, I don't know the whole theme song, but I know the first six words. And the first six words say, Transformers, 
more than meets the eye. Now, they are talking about EYE, all right? That's the eye that they're talking about. So they're saying that the Transformers, they transform, they look nothing like what they once used, used to look to when they transform into that transformative state, okay? I substituted that EYE with the letter I, more than meets the eye. Because before others' eyes can see it, you have to see it as yourself. And if I can get you to shift in your physical, your mental, and your spiritual, then you'll grasp hold of that financial, even that social, as you were talking about, because sometimes we will find ourselves in spaces that will not challenge us or challenge the growth that's already within us. And when you start to balance yourself and you start having that paradigm shift, you begin to understand that I can't sit here anymore. Like this is not fulfilling me. Like these conversations we're having, this isn't enough for me. We're excited about being broke. We're excited about not fulfilling our purpose. We're excited about not living life beyond the status quo. I can't do that anymore. I want better for me. I want best for me. So that's, I hope that answered the question. It did. Great words. And I want to discuss your book from sure. stagnation to transformation. I feel like this is right on time. <laughs> so tell yes. us more about the book and what information that we can find there. Sure. The title of the book is From Stagnation to Transformation. I call it a 21-day coaching actuation designed to manumit purpose. The reason why I call it that is it is designed like a daily devotional book, but you have to do the 21 days worth of work within it too. It's a jump start to you living that transformed life. Now, what I did with this book was I took 21 different stories. Some of them are personal stories to me. Some have been conversations I had with friends, conversations I had with clients. There are no names throughout it, but it deals with different aspects of your life, which each aspect hitting one of the core areas of life and some hit multiple core areas of your life. And what it does is it helps you to rethink some of the things that you have settled for in your life. And it causes you to raise your level of expectation. Now I I'm in the process of writing part two, which will be released in August. That's a more personal, intimate aspect of it because it deals with all me. This is all me. This is me getting some of my story out. But this book is a great jumpstart for anyone that's saying, I just don't know what I need to do right now. What this book is going to help you realize is you've always known what you needed to do. You've just been sleeping on yourself because you're waiting for somebody else to give you the answers, the solutions that you already have. I tell anybody, any coach that is worth their salt, will always lead you back to you. They will not lead you to anyone else for answers. They will lead you back to the answers that are within you. And that's what this book does. And I, I put this disclaimer out all the time. I tell everybody, go by the website. It is a, a preview that we give to you. Read the preview. The preview is going to hook you. You're going to purchase the book. If you purchase the book, you do the work. We read it, do the work and you see no transformation in your life, I will give you a 100% refund. 
because I believe that much and what has been placed in this book. Oh, wow. <laughs> now you're going to have a lot of people like, hmm, let me see what's in this book. <laughs> so aside from your website, are there other places where we can find the book? Absolutely. Instagram. If you follow me on Instagram at Clifton.PettyJohn, that's my personal page. I play a lot, guys. Okay. I, I, <laughs> I'm really in tune with who I am. I used to block out the playful side of me. So I just created a business page because some people can't take the playful side of me. So either one of those at Clifton Petty, Clifton.PettyJohn or at Coach Clifton, you can find it right there. Even on Facebook, www.facebook.com forward slash CP Ventilates. I have stores on there. It's available on Amazon. It's available on Audible, Google Play, whatever Apple's platform is. It's available on all of those because it's available in audio as well. So if you're saying, Cliff, I don't like to read, no problem. It is available on audio book as well, or Audible book as well. So Clifton, I am thoroughly enjoying this conversation and this is definitely a topic that so many people really need to hear, especially when we're talking about motivation and mindset. But unfortunately, we are nearing the end of the podcast. So I understand. You know, <laughs> I'd love to have you back as a future guest, but just a few more questions to close us out. And I, I know we've discussed more so before we started recording my background in financial literacy and the things that I'm really passionate about. I definitely want to understand like your mindset. So as a part of my brand, I use the phrase balling on a budget. I would love oh, I to know in your own words, what does balling on a budget mean to you? Balling on a budget to me means that I understand the need to be responsible. That takes priority. But also, I'm going to live life to the fullest, the way that it look, the fullest looks like to me. I'm not trying to compete with anybody else. I'm not trying to look like anything to anybody else. But I am going to allow myself to live a life that I enjoy while also making sure that I'm planning for a future. Love it. <laughs> So before we get really get to last words, I want to let listeners know, definitely check out Clifton. He has some videos on YouTube. One of the ones that I watched and I was so intrigued by was the unwrapping of purpose. I watched that video and I, it, it's almost reeling you in to go in and watch more. I, I love it and love everything that you're doing, the words that you have to say. What are some last words that you have for listeners and any resources that you can provide? Sure. Again, I want to thank you for this opportunity. I really enjoyed being on your platform. Last words, I would just say, I always say this as last words, and I think this will never change. Nike has a saying, and I think Nike's saying sums everything up. Just do it. Many times you sat on the sideline and you thought I play sports. A lot of my analogies go to sports, but you sat out on the sideline and you thought, I wonder what my life would be like if I did this. I wonder what my life would be like if I actually tried this. I ask you, what are you waiting for? What exactly are you waiting for? There is no better moment than the present. No better moment than the present. And listen, we live in a world where we have access 
to almost everything. You might say, Cliff, I don't understand how I should do this. There is YouTube Academy. There are coaches galore, coaches for everything. And I encourage you to find a coach that fits you, a coach that works with, that can work with you, a coach that's credible and allow yourself to just empty it all out. If you need a therapist, get a therapist and empty it all out and let those ideas that have been sitting in your mind begin to manifest in your life. Just do it, whatever it is, just do it. Don't let fear grip you anymore. Wise words. So Clifton, thank you again. And thank you to everyone who's listening. Make sure you go follow Clifton on Instagram, go to his website. All the links will be in the bio and tune in to the next episode. Thanks for listening. Stay connected with Angel online on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Miss RMBA. That's M-I-S-S-R-M-B-A. Be sure to subscribe and review. Join us next time as we continue to empower you through milestones, motivation, and money.